Hello everyone, I'm Samuel, mechanical engineer, and this is if it is stupid but it works. Today I'm going to continue uh, in a field that I have already discussed before, but this is going to be like the introduction for uh, next episode. And usually I'm not on spoil what is going, going to be in this episode, but uh, this time I will do it. This episode is going to be about uh, nozzles and a little bit on how aero engines uh, work as in general, as the nozzle is the last piece of it. And next episode is going to be about the uh, scramjets and ramjets and how they break a little bit uh, what we have already learned and we see how everything works a little bit different. I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to explain to you a little bit about how array engines uh, work and what can we do with uh, with it and specifically let's focus on the nozzle the idea of how an aero engine works is you have the front part where you have a intake you are going to try to make all the air that you can catch uh, go through that intake then you have a compressor that is going to increase the pressure of your air that the air is uh, going through then you have a combustion uh, chamber increasing the temperature increasing the pressure then you have a turbine that is going to take away all the all the pressure and going to convert it into uh, velocity and then you have the nozzle in the nozzle is the last part it's uh, usually uh, like a tiny small bit compared to the rest usually have uh, different shapes but you know, it's a really important part because it's the latest part is where all the air is going to get out of the inside of the of the aero engine. It's going to escape, it's going to fly really fast. And yeah, usually not a thing that people take care out of attention of, at least when you first see a air engine, because basically you have all those rotating parts as the uh, compressor, you have the turbine and everything and the the combustion chamber and everything is so big so massive so intricate and then you have the nozzle the nozzle is like okay well the, this is where the air escape it's a little bit more than that actually you see that the, the nozzle sometimes is just you know a small tube reduce a little bit in the, the cross-section area so let's say the diameter is smaller <laughs> as uh, you go the, to the end of the nozzle but that's not everything that's not everything that is happening there so what is happening there? What is happening is that you are trying to convert all the remaining pressure that you have into velocity. Why do you want the velocity? Because the faster and the bigger quantity of air that is going to be propelled, let's say use that word, that term, uh, out of your aero engine, the faster is your, going, your aero engine going to move forward uh, the plane. Okay, that's... Uh, clear but then uh, you try to increase the mass let's say of the air that is propelling you forward you cannot exactly do it because that uh, is really dependent on the complete air engine and especially is part of the intake so if your intake is taking this amount of air probably it's going to uh, <laughs> at the end of the, your air engine you have more or less the same amount of air well mostly less because maybe you need uh, some air just to get it into cabin or 
you need to you need to use uh, other systems or whatever. It's a little bit less of error, okay? You, there is nothing you can do with that. Uh, you can increase the pressure, yeah, but you have your turbine that is uh, reducing the pressure, so not that great. Uh, but then uh, you, have, you can modify the velocity. And you ask me, okay, why do you need to modify these, uh, these parameters? Well, and with uh, this formula, Perry's equation, what we can do is uh, the following. So the formula is uh, the equation is saying the following: the pressure plus uh, half of the density of the air that is not going to change usually that much, at least not in this part of the of the aero engine. Other parts that uh, could, you could, could easily change. Uh, plus the uh, sorry times the velocity square, plus the density, the gravity, and the position respect to the to the center of the air is going to be constant. That means that the last part, the last term, the position with respect to the earth is not going to change. So we can just remove it. Then what we have? We have the pressure in one side and we have the velocity in the other side. And you have to play with these two. Okay, clear. I hope it is clear at least. Then, the, okay, you say, okay, then if I reduce the section area, so the area that is going there, through the air, the speed is going to increase. And if the speed is going to increase, that is going to give me more speed, more... <laughs> the, the, the air that is going the, through the air engine is going to be faster at the end. So that's basically what you do. I'd say, okay, really easy, right? You just reduce it to the minimum, just make a tiny, tiny hole that will uh, allow us uh, to go th to make a speed to make the air go fast, mass, uh, as fast as possible. Everything is working theoretically, but you're missing one thing. The air can go supersonic. And when the air goes supersonic, uh, things uh, work differently. <laughs> what does that mean? That means that, uh, okay, you are making it tinier, it goes supersonic, and then it's not working the same. Instead of uh, going faster, it's going slower. And now you, your strategy changes. What do you do then? You have to make it bigger. So yeah, the cross section you have to make it bigger. Okay, uh, then you have a, a strange, uh, strange shape. It's what we call a converging diverging uh, nozzle. Basically, a nozzle that starts big with a big diameter, goes smaller and then goes big again. And it at least theoretically, then in reality is a little bit different. Exactly in the middle point, in the part where the diameter is the smallest, that's where uh, the air is transitioning from subsonic to supersonic. So you will say it's the sonic point. That's uh, a way to make it uh, go faster and actually really works. A lot of uh, air engines uh, use uh, this, this position and uh, yeah, once uh, you start to see uh, airplanes and you see this strange uh, shape of the nozzle, that really helps. But not, that's not everything you can do with the nozzle. There are more things. For example, what if you want your nozzle to point to a different position, well, you can do it. This is something that is uh, done mostly, as far as I know, only with the fighters, but I wouldn't be surprised that some kind of a weird company try to do the same for cargo or for um, different, you know, passenger planes. So basically what you do is uh, just move the nozzle. As your nozzle is giving you the direction your airplane is going, 
at least the direction of the force that is pushing your, your airplane forwards. Then, what if uh, you start to push it downwards? I mean, you are focusing, you are, the direction of your nozzle is going to be downwards. Then what you have is a plane that uh, could land uh, almost like a helicopter, almost straight. Does it really work like that? Well, you cannot always make it uh, completely downwards. There are some cases that you can, but uh, what you can do with that is just, you know, reduce the the landing landing path that you, your airplane has. That sometimes helps when you, you try to land on small places. For example, in an air carrier or uh, as this is mostly fighters, in landing paths that were not supposed to be for fighters. This is uh, yeah, quite nice. Also, sometimes uh, you see you have uh, curves all around the nozzle, like a zigzagging uh, around the, the nozzle. And what is that for? Well, that uh, section, different section, different shape that you have there, is to mitigate the sound. So if you have an airplane that is going to uh, to fly the over population, sound uh, is a concern. It's mostly a concern for the airport, but sometimes you can help at a, you know, <laughs> arranging the designer, arranging architect, let's say. And if you include those, uh, the, the sound of uh, your nozzle is going to diminish. Why? Because, as you can expect, if you have a supersonic uh, air going through a nozzle, yeah, that's going to create uh, a lot of sound and a lot of, uh, you know, movement in the air that is eventually what makes sound. This kind of uh, nozzle are called Chevron nozzles. It's a little bit uh, outside of the topic and it's morely, mostly into sound engineer, noise engineer, so I'm going to park it here. But for you at this point, I think it's good enough that they exist. People have thought about <laughs> the people that uh, is living under uh, a path or an highway of uh, for <laughs> for airplanes. Yeah, it's just a career that you can add to your repertory. Also, you don't always know what happened with your outside conditions. For example, the air that is all around your plane or aero engine, or if it is rainy, for example, or what's the temperature, pressure that day, what's the, the altitude. So your air is going to be faster, the pressure uh, inside, of the, inside of the aero engine is going to change, it's going to, you know, help you to create more speed. But you don't always know the outside temperatures, the outside uh, uh, velocities, the outside pressures. And that also has some influence inside of uh, your natural inside outside, let's say. And what do you do in those cases? Well, you can also have uh, adaptive nozzles. That means that, uh, for example, if the temperature outside or the pressure outside is not uh, what theoretically could be, and you really need your nozzle to go uh, Mach 1, that is the speed of the sound, you can uh, modify the section area. It's uh, something really interesting. It's like uh, some kind of petals that uh, inter interlock one with each other, and you expand it or uh, compress it. And when you do that, uh, you change the section area. With that, you can have a better, uh, a better propulsion with uh, your aero engine. You see it in, in fighters, <laughs> again. Fighters have a lot of uh, engineering, have a lot of thought in it, 
they try to be the very best. <laughs> and uh, in that uh, quest of making it best and better, you can have a lot of improvements and more improvements that for a normal plane, for a cargo plane, passenger plane, you don't really need because you are, don't try to go that fast or you don't need to be that uh, swift to have uh, a lot of maneuvers in the air. But in fighters, yeah, maybe that could save uh, someone's life. So they go for it. My point is that, that sometimes uh, you need to make your airplane, uh, you know, take off faster. And for that, you have to make the speed of your uh, nozzle, well, the speed of the air that is going through your nozzle, go faster. So you reduce it a little, the nozzle uh, cross-section. That way uh, you have more speed, that generates more thrust, and then you can uh, go faster with your plane. What if you want your airplane to stop? You have a really good nozzle that is uh, propelling you forward, but you need to reduce the speed in order to land. Well, you have a nozzle reversal. In that case, what you have is like uh, some kind of panels that are attached uh, to your air engine in the outside that with some uh, kind of telescopic arms will uh, close uh, <laughs> the back of your nozzle or after the nozzle is uh, is uh, done, uh, where the air should be propelled, they will close that part and make the air instead of going backwards, going forwards. And with that, you can have uh, some kind of reversal propulsion, reversal thrust, it's called that is going to move you in reverse, not really. It's going to move you forward because you already have the speed that is moving you forward, but it's going to slow you down. And with that, you can land if you have a really heavy plane, but uh, you need to have uh, to land in a shortened uh, landing pad. And that's another way to use the nozzle. This is uh, quite interesting because, yeah, the engineering of the, those uh, two uh, plates that they are going to divert the, the air of the nozzle has to be incredible. Just imagine the temperatures and the speed uh, of the air that is going through it and you have to use it uh, you know, every time you want to land in such conditions. So you can believe that yeah, a lot of uh, material structure and thermal uh, calculation have been done to make it happen. Thank you everyone, I hope uh, you have enjoyed. I have used a little bit of information from my previous episode. I have to say that aero engines uh, is one of my let's say, specialties, or at least what I studied in the university. In the end I happened to do something else with my life. But uh, aero engines and especially aircraft in, in general are you know, re really, really thankful to, <laughs> to make a podcast about them. It's really easy to explain, but uh, once uh, you go deep into it, it's quite hard. However, it has a lot of small details, small uh, things that you can believe it's, you know, interesting to explain, or at least uh, a lot of uh, moving parts or static parts that uh, you can make you wonder why, why is that doing there compared to other parts of uh, engineering in general. However, uh, as I said, as I mentioned before at the beginning of the episode, this is going to be like introduction to the next one, uh, ramjets and scramjets. I think those are really interesting because with what we have already learned uh, in this episode, we are going to change it, modify it and do something else. So I hope to see you there. 
And also, if you like uh, more about uh, air engines or airspace, I have uh, other episodes. Like for example, uh, I have one about uh, why uh, windows are rounded, or and I have another one about why there are spirals on on the front of the en air engines. Anyhow, if you like it, please share it. If you don't like it, please let me know. <laughs> share uh, your comments. Let me know what you think. Share with your family. I'm on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Podcast. Contact me if you want to. This is uh, really helping me if you are listening to it, if you are sharing. So keep doing so. I hope to see you next time. Bye-bye.